Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. We have started this amazing series talking to entrepreneurs around the world. And today I have Maya French on the show. Maya is the co-founder of Koya, the protein-packed plant-based beverage that uses natural ingredients to deliver delicious nutrition in partnership with Dustin Baker. And this began in the late 2013 Koya originally began as a juice company, but after the two noticed an oversaturated category, they decided to pivot to protein drinks. The inspiration behind plant-based protein drinks came from Maya discovering she was lactose intolerant. So very interesting story. And by discovering an innovative dairy-free and soy-free option with a balance of high protein and low sugar, they both saw Koya as an opportunity to improve Maya's health as well as the health of others. So the company really quickly scaled to become um, one of the most productive refrigerated protein brands in the natural channel within 18 months of inception. And they also landed a rare national deal with Whole Foods Market in 2016. The drink is now available in more than 5,000 stores nationwide in both natural and conventional grocery chains. So I think it's such an amazing story and I'm super excited to talk to her. Other than this, Maya strives to mentor other early stage entrepreneurs in the industry so that obviously she, she can help them avoid the bumps that she faced earlier on. And her overall mission is to deliver easy access to healthy plant-based nutrition to the masses. So both her and her partner are aiming to achieve this by paving the way for the other natural brands to be ready, readily available in the market that normally wouldn't carry natural products. So I think the journey is going to be incredibly interesting to hear about, and I can't wait to talk to her right now on the show. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Maya French. So welcome Maya to the show. Welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thank you so much for doing this and participating as one of the speakers. I'm so excited to speak to you about your journey. And if you could tell us a little bit more about you and what you do and how you got into co-founding this brand called Drink Koya. Yes, definitely. Um, and thank you for having me. I'm <laughs> super excited to tell a story. So, uh, yes, my name is Maya French. Uh, so I'm the co-founder of Koya. We're a plant-based beverage company, a protein beverage company. And we have 11 flavors. I am, I work in marketing and I have no food background. Oh, wow. uh, no, yeah, no background in business. Um, it's something that just kind of sprung up. So my, my partner, Dustin Baker, was an entrepreneur before and he had a painting company and he wanted to start another business, um, which was um, creating juice bars and then which eventually led to creating actual juices to sell into grocery stores. Mm -hmm. um, so we were working on that project for a while. And when that seemed a little oversaturated, we pivoted and created protein drinks, which um, we created because I found out I was lactose intolerant. So we wanted a better for you option. Uh, okay. Okay. And so it's essentially a line of smoothies ranging from like keto friendly to, to different flavors and all of them are plant-based if I'm not wrong. Yes, that's correct. All of them are plant-based. So our core line has an almond milk base and then our keto line has a coconut milk and coconut water base. 
Well, they sound really amazing. I'd love to taste them someday. Um, but did you, when you, when you were, when you decided to to go for this and go into a, a line of creating these smoothies and making them plant-based, did you feel there was a gap in the market for this? And were you scared of the competition which already existed? Because I know now suddenly there's a lot of um, options on the market, but perhaps at the time that you started there wasn't. So I'm just curious. Yeah, we were um, at the forefront of the like nut milk trend. And, you know, when we were doing our market research, we couldn't find any great protein drinks on the market. Like they either had very low protein and high sugar um, and they tasted bad or they had like a, a long list of like added ingredients and synthetic vitamins and minerals, things you couldn't pronounce. So um, for us, you know, ignorance is bliss. We were like, why can't they just sell something that you make at home. You know, you make a smoothie at home and you, you put your protein powder in it with your milk and your, your vegetables or fruits. So why can't you sell that in store? So we created it. And I mean, <laughs> we found out why eventually because it's much harder than it seems. But, um, you know, that's what we did. We, we filled that gap and it was something that did not make you feel bloated after you consumed it. It was easy um, to digest. It was, you could barely taste the protein. We just created the best tasting protein drink. And we spent a lot of time demoing it in stores and listening to the consumers and what their needs were. And um, we knew that they wanted something that was low in sugar and high in protein. Um, so as I mentioned before, everything was low protein, high sugar. So we were the first protein drink to have the five to one protein and sugar ratio, which was for every five grams of protein, it's only one gram of sugar. So high protein, low sugar. So you did a lot of market research prior to, to figure out what the audience want, which is great. Well, it sounds, it sounds very yummy. I'm a fan of, I do consume um, protein supplements myself because I go to the gym and stuff, but um, I feel like it's getting more and more popular. But the plant-based thing, even in India here, there's actually not many in regards to protein brands. There's not many uh, brands offering this. There is one which has tapped into the space mm -hmm. and therefore they're dominating that over here because they're the only sort of one which are doing that. Um, I, I wanted to ask, other than being lactose intolerant, are you, are you also like generally plant-based in your diet? And would you, what is the, because that's suddenly a new trend now, even, even veganism is, has become a big thing. And do you believe that it generally complements a healthy lifestyle or contributes to, to a better lifestyle in general by consuming more plant-based products? I do. I definitely do. Um, me personally, so I am a flexitarian. I, I do consume like chicken and fish, um, but I have a mostly plant-based diet. And the reason that a mostly plant-based diet works for me is just because I know that I'm getting my nutrients faster. And I also struggle, struggle with a lot of inflammation. Um, I have like a topic dermatitis. So meat is one of the main causes of inflammation. Um, so I knew that if I you know, took that out of my diet and, you know, cut down my alcohol consumption, I wouldn't, you know, have any more skin problems. And, you know, that goes for everything else. Inflammation is like, you know, all that is the cause of disease. Um, so just to keep an overall healthier diet, I think that mostly plant-based is the way to go. I'm not ever going to push anyone to be like a hundred percent vegan because I am not, but that's kind of the message we push as a brand is just, you know, a healthier uh, way of living. 
but not too serious. Like you don't have to, there's all, you know, you don't have to compromise. Um, yeah. 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 No, for sure. And I mean, starting this brand, like you said, you hadn't any prior experience. You kind of just went full on head in. I'm, I'm assuming is your partner, did he have prior experience in business and was he able to guide you that way? Yeah. He, he's like, he's been a mentor like throughout this entire um journey and he everybody everyone in the company it's been a learning experience because this is a very new space here we are creating a very new you know product in a new category um but you know it's really helpful to know how to set up a business you know how to set up um a corporation or llc and do all the back-end paperwork so really leaning on him for that and then you know we ended up hiring a ceo to help us with fundraising because we had no idea how to do that as well and that can be very intimidating so yeah just bringing in the right resources um to help you go along on your journey yeah yeah no and i think i think a lot of it seems that a lot of people um, do do learn on the go. I think sometimes you just can never be prepared, even if you are prepared um, mm-hmm. for everything. So obviously, there's there's no shortcuts to success, as we know. Um, however, we're, we're growing up in this generation, um, or at least the next generation are growing up in it, uh, where there is, you know, it's the era of Instagram influencers and um, YouTube stars and, and all of this kind of thing. And do, do you feel the struggle to succeed has changed now? Because it's almost like um, with limited resources, one can achieve success. And do mm-hmm. you think because of this social media age, it, it has the struggle has become easier? Um, it's easier in some sense. There's a lot of competition out here. So I think the best advice I can give is to kind of find your niche and, you know, amplify that. Um, you know, I struggled for a long time. I, I kept myself kind of, you know, behind the scenes because I didn't really know what I wanted to dial into. So it was just finding myself and what, you know, creating hobbies uh, to speak to my lifestyle and inspiring people from there. So I think that in this crowded space, because like the influencers and YouTube stars, it's just a big bubble that's going to burst eventually just because it's so oversaturated as with anything. So, you know, really dialing in what your abilities are and what value you can add to the consumers and your audience, I think is the best way to go and the best way to sustain long-term. Yeah, definitely. And, and at the same time, I feel like the pressure has become more because even if um, the access is there and, and the reach is there and that can be created, I just feel like, um, there is a lot of pressure to be doing everything right and to be succeeding at something, you know, and, and getting your name out there. And so in, in all of this, how do you keep your health in check? Because I know, like, I've been following you for a while. I know that you like to keep fit and healthy. Um, what is like your nutrition and fitness regime like? And how do you keep a healthy mindset? Because it was Mental Health, Aware month, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Um, and I, I was speaking to a lot of people about, about this um, and, and basically how they implement it into their daily life. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I've, I've gone through it all. Like within this five years of business, you know, I've had depressing times. I've had extremely happy times. And, you know, every year is different. Every day is different. So the best thing that I, I could do for myself is, you know, really learn uh, myself and what helps, what things help me calm down. Um, so if I'm feeling stressed, I usually take adaptogens or I, I go outside and 
you know, try to get some silence or put it on my favorite tunes, just things that I know that uplift my mood or that can help me clear my head and kind of reset my thinking if I'm feeling really negative. Um, I think that really helps. And also having people around that can um, act as a really good soundboard. Um, that's always helpful. People you can just talk out your problems with so that you know you're not running, like going crazy or having some like crazy thoughts. Um, yeah, and then working out always helps. Um, and then eating healthy. I know that if I pig out and eat like crap for a day, I'm going to pay for it the next day. It's like instant gratification. Is it really worth it? Yeah. <laughs> so just no. keeping that in mind. Yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. Was, it, was there any specific period while you were creating the brand, perhaps, or even um, otherwise, where you, you felt like it, it was a period of um, adversity for you and you really felt that struggle? And how did you, how did you get to the other side? Was it by talking to people? Was it by, um, I don't know, like what, for you, what were your uh, relief sources and what really helped you through that difficult period? Um, I mean, there's been a couple of times, uh, but I think like in, in 2016, we almost lost the business. Like we were running out of money um, and we, you know, we were at a point where it was kind of, you give up everything or you go extremely hard. <laughs> so um, at that point in time, when we, you know, we're almost out of money and felt like we had no resources, uh, the best thing we could rely on is all the networking from the past. So we did a lot of networking with people that were in the industry. So we had all these contacts and we kind of reached out to them for advice and reassurance, which helped greatly. Um, and then, you know, things came along after that. You know, they introduced you to people that you have funding, we find resources and everything was great again. But uh, I think that it's really like, I'm going back to this again, really always use your resources, network as much as possible because um, there's always going to be someone that will give you a yes and point you in the right direction. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, definitely believe that there are supporters out there for you, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, as a woman in the workplace, have you felt, is there, you know, is there anything of significance you can share in terms of, do you always feel like when you, when you interact with colleagues and people in the workplace, when you go to business meetings perhaps, that, there is a there there is fair treatment towards you being a woman in business and you're respected and admired. Do you feel that when you when you're interacting with people? I mean, now that I have a little credibility behind my name, yes. But before in the past, no, because I here I am under the age of thirty. I'm African American female with no experience in the space. So who's gonna you know really listen to me? That's how I felt. Um, the best thing I can do is put myself in a vulnerable position to want to learn from the people around me and not kind of walk in the room like I know everything. Because I know the poor fact that I, I know nothing. So just, you know, keeping that in mind, using my age as an excuse to, you know, learn as much as possible. Um, it's, it's really funny. I can really, you know, you speak about being like a female. I remember this one time I was at a trade show <laughs> and this, out of all people, a woman came up to me and she thought I was a brand ambassador and she asked to speak to the CEO and she was very rude about it. And I said, he's not around right now you know, um, how can I help you? And she's like, you can't help me. Just get me him. And was just like really just rude about it. And um, I, so I had finally found him after she had gone and 
told him the story and he's like, oh, she's actually here for an interview. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she didn't get the interview. But it's just very funny, like how people can, you know, judge someone and not yeah. really, you know, yeah. and they just judge me because, hey, she looks young. And then it came back to bite her in the ass. So. <laughs> Yeah, it it just goes back to like we sh- that we shouldn't judge a book by its cover for sure. Um, yeah. So I mean, congratulations because you spoke at the summit for Forbes under thirty. I know that that's such a that's a, a really big achievement. Um, and I believe that you spoke about like the ugly side of a, of starting a startup. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you give, especially to women then, um, when when starting their own business and you know looking to be their own boss as well? I think it's I think what a lot of people find attractive is, is that, is that, you know, not really being answerable. Of course, if you're in partnership, you are, but, um, otherwise, yeah, having, having something of your own, which is your own baby and, and you wanting to see that journey through, is there any specific advice you would give? Yeah. I think women also always have like this imposter syndrome. They feel like they're not good enough when in fact we're actually more than good enough. (laughs) So I think that, you know, you will face a lot of rejection from men, especially when you're fundraising, things like that. So, you know, never let that get you down. There's always another source and even look at, you know, other females as a resource um, because there are a lot more female VCs and female leaders that can, you know, help reassure um, their, your confidence in what you're doing. So I, I think that's like a major point. A lot of women feel not confident enough or not smart enough to do the things um, that they want to do in life and to be a leader. Yeah. But they should. Well, I mean, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because of the education system or just, you know, what do you think is the key reason? Social, social, yeah, social pressure is just like how... I mean, it stems what just what fifty years ago women were supposed to be in the kitchen, and now all of a sudden there's this rise of feminism, which is very new. So we still have to kind of ingrain that in ourselves that you know we are as good as men, if not better. Um, as a whole, we have to kind of push that message so yeah. that we all be, believe in it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what what are future plans with the brand or is there anything else on the agenda right now that you can tell us about? Yeah, I mean, uh, coming out with some new lines, hopefully um, before the end of the year and um, continuing to bring, you know, healthy plant-based nutrition to the masses. So that would include, you know, getting into more mass consumer uh, retailers, uh, the convenience stores and just making it readily available so that everyone can live a healthier lifestyle and also um, being a leader in the industry so that, you know, more mass retailers would take on healthier products. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I wish you all the best with that. That sounds amazing. Maya is on social media. I'll be tagging her when this all comes out and if you have any questions directly you can always reach out just to end then I just have like a a, a few fun segment questions uh, rapid fire if you like um, what would your favorite thing um, what would your favorite thing to do be on a, a day off essentially when you're not working and you're not worrying about the business and you can you can chillax sleeping sleeping <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think that's one for me for sure. Sleeping is very important. Very, very important. And and uh, is there something you do each day? Is it exercise then for you, um, which contributes to your well-being or, 
you know, what is that thing for you? Movement. Movement yeah. in any form. Yeah, sometimes we can get stuck behind our computers and sitting down in front of a screen all day. So incorporating, um, just forcing yourself to get up, even if it's just a walk around the block or something as strenuous as going to a class and actually, you know, working out. But I think yeah. incorporating movement uh, really gets your blood flowing, opens up your brain and creativity. Yeah. Keeps you in good mood. Yeah, great. And if, I mean, if there was like, endless possibilities to do anything else in the world goals dreams whatever it is what would that thing be I mean yeah don't restrict yourself <laughs> think out of the box <laughs> I don't know because to me in my mind I'm like I'm doing the most awesome thing like this is great I'm helping people and yeah. anything I was like I wouldn't want to be an actress because I wouldn't <laughs> want like you know all of the attention from the fame and the, so I'm always like oh what are the bad sides of the grandiose things that we want so yeah. I think I'm pretty satisfied, but maybe like an awesome athlete. <laughs> okay, okay. And complete the sentence, I, I love being an entrepreneur because... You love, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Um, repeat the, uh, not repeat the sentence, complete <laughs> the sentence. I love being an entrepreneur because... I love being an entrepreneur because I can help people okay. and, and make their lives better, yeah. Fab, fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this with me. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get this out and let people hear your story. Thank you, Annie. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series. I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned. And for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms, including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.